Welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 153, five myths that most teachers believe to be true about makerspace. So today, we are going to talk about some of those myths that people hear about makerspace. And this is the reason why sometimes we stop dead in our tracks and we don't want to try different things and we, we don't want to to even think about something new because we hear these little seeds of doubt, these little rumors or these myths that are out there. And then we are like, nope, I'm not going to do it. So today we're going to knock down those myths and we're going to talk about what we can do instead of listening to sometimes what can be lies that exist inside of our brains. Hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She, she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey! Oh my goodness, what a crazy beginning to 2020, but it's it's good so far. I'm still going to keep my optimism. I hope that you are too. I hope you're not drowning in all the craziness that starts at the beginning of the year. Oh, and if you are, then reach out, reach out. I want to support you. I want to help you and lift you up. I want to remind you that you are incredible, that you are amazing, that you are worthy that you are a hard worker and you care deeply and you are allowed to leave on time. You are allowed to get to school on time. You are allowed to have two days off on the weekend. Don't forget those things. That's important. When I talk about some of these things that require a little bit of extra energy, time, whatever, it doesn't mean that I think that you have to sacrifice yourself or that you have to sacrifice your family or any of the things that are important to you. I don't think that. I think it's important that teachers have a balance and that they have a life because you cannot give to others when you are depleted. And I did that for so long, for so, so long. I lived at school and my marriage suffered and my relationships with my friends and my family and my even my own kids. So don't make those same mistakes. We, we feel like almost like martyrs sometimes in this profession. And we have to stop that. We have to set some boundaries. We have to stick to them. We have to take care of ourselves. Yes, we can still do really cool things. And we can, really, we can still touch lives in amazing ways. And one of those ways may be makerspace. And if you're interested in how you could incorporate one in your classroom, and I'm not just talking to media specialists and makerspace and STEM teachers. I'm talking about first grade teachers, second grade teachers, elementary school teachers. I think makerspaces should be in every single classroom. So come take a listen to my Makerspace Masterclass that is now available. You can sign up. Actually, it starts this weekend. This weekend coming up. This Saturday is my first class. You don't have to do it on Saturday and Sunday, but I have that available for you if you choose, if that's a little less pressure. But I have some times on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday as well. 
maybe not five times. Maybe it's just Monday and Tuesday. I think it's four times. I think I'm doing it four times. <laughs> I hope I didn't set it up for five times. I'm pretty sure it's four. So hopefully you'll find a time that works for you. And if it doesn't, sign up for it one of the times anyway, and you will get a replay. That way you at least get a chance to watch and hear what has happened. It's more fun to show up live. Plus I'm giving away my Piggy and Gerald Makerspace task cards. If you show up live and you stick around till the end, then I'm giving that away as a thank you for coming a little um, gift. So hopefully you will do that. You can find that at Trina De- Trina learning.com forward slash makerspace class. And that is all one word and you can register for one of the times that works for you and I'll see you there. Okay. <clears throat> so lately I have to clear my throat. Excuse me. <clears> throat> okay. Lately I've been hearing a lot about ideas or myths, if you will, about makerspace. You know the ones where teachers say that makerspace is just for play. Ah, somebody shoot me now. Or where the materials going to come from. Or those loose parts. Everything's too expensive. And even worse, makerspace takes up too much time and is too messy. And while most educators who believe in teaching outside of the box really push through those myths, there are often times that we end up believing myths about something and it stops us right in our tracks. It's like somebody plants a tiny seed and we believe it. We think we think those things. I mean, I, I've been doing so much mindset work for, on myself because tiny seeds of doubt about being worthy, about being smart enough, good enough. All those things have been planted and I have to get those weeds out of my head. And it's the same way with things that we want to do inside of our classroom. Doubt, seeds of doubt are planted often by people that don't have enough courage to take on the challenge or are so stuck in their ways that they don't want to look at any other way of doing things or they are for our own fear and doubt. So we have to figure out where those are coming from and get rid of them because they'll stop us from doing really cool things. Now, I totally get that now is not the time to try new things. This year is a matter of survival and we want to get through it and we want to get, you know, through the best we can. I would love to, to, to help you survive and thrive. But I also understand survival mode. And I get that because teaching is hard and we are tired. But what if teaching could be fun again? What if kids were excited and the behavior problems just vanished? What if we started to love our jobs again? Let's think about what that would look like. Let's think about how we would feel if we were going to school and we were actually excited about the day because we were integrating something cool and we know the kids are going to get excited, but not so excited that they fly off the walls and then we don't know how to get them back because that can be really stressful. So there's, there's a solution for those kinds of things. Now I do talk about that more inside of Mastering Makerspace, my course on Makerspace, which is opening up soon. So be on the lookout for that, but I, and I'm not going to talk specifically about that today, about routines and procedures and expectations and jobs and things like that. But I will say that there are ways to help with that. And there are systems to put in place because we still want kids to get excited, but we, we still want to feel like we have some semblance of order (laughs) in our classroom. So imagine what that would be like. Now, I may be off in la la land, but I do believe it's possible. I have to believe in better times ahead. And I hold hope for our children, for you, for all of us. 
I believe that things like Makerspace can bring our journey back to increasing engagement, motivating students, and teaching the way we dreamed of teaching. You see, while most people think Makerspace takes too much time and is too expensive to start, this is also the number one reason why educators fail at implementing Makerspace. You see, what separates people from successful outside-of-the-box teachers versus sit-and-get-one-size-fits-all programs is mindset, my friend. I tell you, mindset, mindset. It really does come down to that. So we have to keep that in check. So let's break down the myths one at a time. Here are five myths that most teachers think are true about Makerspace. Myth number one, Makerspace is for play. Uh, I just did an episode on the value of play, so I won't tell you all the things I said in episode 152, but you might want to check it out if you have any interest or you want, maybe you need a little bit of challenging. Maybe you need to think about it some more. Maybe you totally believe play is the answer and you just want to be validated. Okay, go for it. 152. (laughs) I'll link to it in the show notes. Now, some educators view the use of makerspace as ineffective and a waste of instructional time. But it is so important to realize that Makerspace is is indeed effective. It's an effective source of learning and it can be integrated in so many constructive ways. And that's where I'm going to stop again and remind you about my free Makerspace Masterclass because not only do I talk about every classroom needing a Makerspace, I talk about five ideas for integrating Makerspace into your instruction. And I talk to you about why we need it, but the five ideas should hopefully help you see how it actually easily would fit into your instruction. Will you join me? You can find me at trinadeveryteachingandlearning.com forward slash Makerspace class, one word. All right, I have several options, like I said, several options and times. Let's get back to the myths. Myth number two, the materials are too expensive. Now, this can be somewhat stressful in the beginning because you think, I need all these materials, how am I going to get them all? But guess what? First of all, I have a plan for that in Mastering Makerspace. And secondly, We don't have to have all the things we think we do. In fact, that's one of the reasons why I've been recommending this book, Loose Parts, because it talks about all the things we can use as materials. And one of the things that it talks about as far as loose parts goes is that loose parts are for play. Loose parts are for, I'm sorry, I'm going to take that back. Loose parts are are for play. That's what people say. Loose parts are for play, which is what I said earlier. But some educators understand that loose parts can be used for creation, for innovation, for STEM activities, for soft start, for social and emotional learning, for so many other things. And loose parts or materials are stuff that we find in a child's backyard or even in their bedroom. And it can be a vital tool that we use in the classroom. One of my favorite activities to use with like materials that you can find in your own home is my recycling makerspace activity. It's based on that store, that three, the three R's, recycle, reduce, reuse. I think that's, I can't remember the exact title, but, um, but then the kids are challenged to create recyclable robots so fun. We did it online during quarantine and kids were making the coolest things from materials they had basically from trash. So it can be trash. I mean, obviously you want things cleaned out a little bit, but like, you know, 
cereal boxes and and um and tin cans and things like that. All of that works, and kids can bring those in. And there doesn't have to be a soci- a certain socioeconomic that can bring that stuff. We all have trash, everyone. So there there are ways to get around that for sure. So don't let that be like something that holds you back because it doesn't need to. It doesn't have to hold you back. All right, myth number. Two, I just said that materials are too expensive. So it's simply not the case. And we can find so many different organizations that will donate to us. And we, I also have a letter in Mastering Makerspace that you can get, people can bring their own materials. So that's fun. All right, let's jump into myth number three. Materials have to be consumable and replaced over and over. Nope, that's simply not the case either. Things like math manipulatives, Legos, Ozbots, 3D printers, connecting straws, those are just to name a few that you use over and over again. And also some immovable things are great as well, like playgrounds and computers in our classroom or media centers with bigger priced items or parking lots. These spaces and these times can serve as open-ended materials and are a powerful addition to the learning process. I think that one year, when I think I talked about like one of my favorite times being recess. <laughs> it's only because I like to observe the students and how they interact and play. It wasn't like I just wanted to stand there. Although there were times that I did, so I'm not judging. Um, I totally understand that feeling. But one of the times that I remember being so excited about the fact that I was out there with my students is we didn't have any, we had like this rotation. And one of the rotations didn't have any um, I don't want to, materials, resources, equipment. They didn't have any equipment. And so the kids were like, what are we going to do? They had to be creative. They had to use what we had, which was a field and a tree and a chain fence, rocks and sticks and imagination. And they played, they played tag and they pretended to be a mom and dad with a little puppy and a sister and a brother. And they, they used, they problem solved. And I didn't make a big deal out of it. I was like, you know, this is your chance to figure it out. Go figure it out. And they did. And I'd have other teachers say, they, we don't have any, you know, things, equipment out there. They can't do anything. And I'm like, if we lean into the, we can't do anything mentality, then we can't do anything. But if we say, we got to figure it out, they will figure it out. And that was one of the most beautiful things that I used to witness. And I loved when we were on that rotation because I, we didn't need materials. We just used what we had at hand. We always have our imagination with us. I love that. All right. Myth number four, makerspace is messy. Okay. Well, with some organization and student involvement, cleanup can be easy. doesn't have to be a massive thing. Now I will say, and I talk about this in Mastering Makerspace, you do want systems and procedures in place because when I first created my first Makerspace, I've had all, I found like, you know, things around school. I didn't have a huge budget, didn't have any money actually. And I was like, oh gosh, what am I going to use? And I used Legos and I used connecting straws and math manipulatives that were like sitting in closets and blocks that they had taken out of the kindergarten classrooms. I found all these trash, basically. No one was using it anymore. I put it in the media center and the kids totally went crazy. They had a great time. They built, they discovered. It was really, really cool to watch. 
but it was a mess every day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? I've got to stay late. I've got to clean this up. And and that's when I realized that I needed to have a system. I needed to have jobs. And so I put these things in place and then my life became a thousand times easier. So it doesn't have to be messy. It can be, it doesn't have to be. And we can fix that if it is. Okay. Myth number five is makerspace has to be structured and constantly tied to standards. Now, they can be. And I think the majority of our time, they might be. But I'm going to talk some more about this in my free masterclass. So I'm not going to tell you a lot about what you can do because I have five ideas for integrating makerspace in your instruction. And I talk some more about this. So I hope that you will come to my free masterclass, trinadebreteachingandlearning.com forward slash makerspace class. So I hope to see you there. But the good news is, is that we don't have to always be structured. In fact, it's nice to have some disorganization every once in a while. I know that's hard for some of us, but we have to challenge ourselves too. And it's okay not to have control over everything. It really is. And students that like a lot of order and control, they have to challenge themselves as well. So we want that. And we, sometimes we want kids to be bored. I know. We actually want them to be bored because then they have to use their imagination. They have to problem solve. They have to think critically. Unstructured time is also important. It might not fall under a specific standard, but it definitely falls inside that social and emotional realm. And I know schools are paying attention to that right now, or at least they're supposed to be, and I hope they are. So what are you thinking now? Is it still not doable or are you seeing the light at the end of the program tunnel? Go toward the light, my friend. You can do it. And also don't worry if you have believed one of the myths. I totally have as well. And I made a lot of mistakes that made me, my mindset come true. I manifested what I believed. I thought that makerspaces were messy and that's what happened. I put out the materials and it was a huge mess. But in line with the makerspace mindset, I learned quickly through failure to move forward. Fail fast, fail forward. That's what I always say. So organization, jobs, all of that, you can turn it around. Next week, I'm going to show you how to turn your roadblock into a stepping stone. I'll also help you with mindset issues during my live Makerspace Masterclass. I hope to see you there on Saturday or Sunday or even Monday or Tuesday. There's lots of options. TrinaDebreteachingLearning.com forward slash Makerspace class. I hope you'll join me. Until next week, Sweet dreams and sleep tight. <laughs> <laughs>